With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome. It's our number one, hour one of the big radio show in the podcast format. We thank you for downloading this podcast, for actually listening to the podcast. That is a big deal. This is one thing to download it, but you actually are listening to it. That's the most important part, I would think. Anyway, here we go. Western Conference Finals, game one, Lakers at the Nuggets, and it goes to Denver. They led for 47 of the 48 minutes, who do you hold accountable for the Lakers' loss? What was the turning point, if there was one, in Game 1? Also, television's Jeff Van Gundy implied at the end of the game that the Nuggets have more work, uh, or the, the Nuggets have more work to do, even though they won, than the Lakers heading into Game 2. Are you buying or selling that. We'll talk about all things related to Game 1 of the Western Finals right now. Here it is. Give it up for our number one. A rocky mountain high, if you will. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere together. As we provide a cup of inspiration for you, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and super eminently powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the bell. As we ring the bell all night long, we are broadcasting live from the 
TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So our lead this hour coming over the Mile High City, it was game number one, numero uno. In the NBA Western Finals, the Lakers, the road team, the Nuggets at home, best of seven. And Denver, the top team in the NBA coming in. They have home court advantage. All they have to do is win their home games, and they will win. Certainly looks like they're off to a good start, I would say, yes. Uh, So if you didn't watch the game, you didn't miss anything. The Nuggets dominated uh, an inferior Lakers team. Nikola Jokic, a virtuoso Performance, 34 points, 21 rebounds, 14 assists, and most of that early in the game when the Nuggets came out and clocked the Lakers. They dominate. They end up winning, and Denver led by as many as 21 points in this game. Clearly the better team. They played like it. Never trailed over the final 47 minutes of the game. Uh, The Lakers' only lead was (laughs) 2-0. How great is that? They trailed for 47 minutes. They should they should pay back the money they spent on the flight and the hotel. And uh, But, hey, listen, the better story is on the Lakers' side. I will concede that's where the story is. The Lakers, a uh, lot of love, a lot of uh, fanboys in the media that slobber all over the Lakers. And uh, that was an embarrassing uh, performance by the Lakers. But let's, let's start out with the, uh, the beginning here, and we'll start with uh, just a general look at the game, game one of the Western Finals. Who do you hold accountable for the Lakers in this loss? So I've got a Hollywood exorcism, footlocker, and a lesson plan. A lesson plan. We'll combine all of these things together, and we are going to make rocks, which the Lakers are sucking on right now. They're sucking on rocks is what they're doing. So, uh, A, uh, you got to start at the top of the food chain when you're looking for accountability. So that is right on the shoulders of Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You won't hear this in most places because the NBA media kowtows to the stars. They love the stars. You're you're not going to get the real story, but you'll get it here. And if you saw the game, you know what I'm talking about. But this one's squarely on the shoulders of AD and LeBron. Denver fattened up this game like a nice turkey before Thanksgiving there. A lot of it because of the incompetence of Anthony Davis in the first half of the game and friends, but Anthony Davis is the headliner, so he gets the the blame on this. The Unibrow had, I would argue, the worst 40-point, 10-rebound game that I have seen in recent years in the NBA. It's hard to put up 40 points and 10 rebounds and not be impressive. That was Anthony Davis. That was Anthony Davis, uh, and prove me wrong. You can't prove me wrong. Uh, his inability to control Nikola Jokic in the first half of that game was directly responsible for what happened at the end of the game. And Nikola Jokic, it was a Harlem Globetrotter-like performance, Metal Lark Lemon. Now, he does this seemingly every other game in the playoffs for Denver, so it's not exactly a shocker. But don't vote for him for the MVP. You can't do that. That would be wrong. Joel Embiid. By the way, I understand Joel Embiid. Uh, while the Nuggets uh, were playing, uh, Embiid had two Mai Tais. So everything's good for Joel. He had a nice couple cocktails. He's sitting by the beach somewhere, 
having a fine time, having a fine time. But that first half, okay, man, was I was excited. Man, I'm a Nuggets fan for the next couple of weeks. I, I was loving it. Man, I, as, a, as a new Nuggets fan, that was awesome. The, watching the Lakers, it was like a Hollywood exorcism for the Lakers. Right? You had Jokic doing his thing. And the uh, the Lakers like their heads were spinning on defense. They couldn't. Have, at one point, Anthony Davis was like laughing because it was so embarrassing what, what was going on. How much better Nikola Jokic was than Anthony Davis. I think I saw some projectile vomit uh, at one point. I think I saw that there were some walls in the back of the arena that were bleeding. I think that was the locker room and uh, some kind of weird sounds like people were speaking with tongue. Uh, all the things from a Hollywood exorcism you had there, calling out the Holy Ghost. I believe they were doing. Now, then you've got to pivot from from that. And if, by the way, if you do the math, it's not that hard. It's radio. So Jokic accounted for at the minimum sixty-eight points. Now I'm I'm assuming all of the assists were two-point plays. They were not, but we'll just give him a baseline sixty-eight points. And Anthony Davis at he accounted for what forty-six points. So my math tells me uh, that is plus twenty-two. Plus 22 in favor of Anthony Davis in that situation. But at the end of the game, let's get down to that. Now, Denver did not finish the game strong because they had they were a 20-point lead. We see this all the time. Up 20 points, games decided. So it was – obviously it was. They, had, they didn't lose the game, so uh, that's not the issue. We'll get more into that in a minute. But the Lakers had, for some reason, multiple chances. They were within striking distance. Down three with 45 seconds to go. And LeBron James. Oh, how great was it to watch LeBron James? If you're a Denver fan, were you like, please, LeBron, shoot the ball, shoot the ball, shoot the ball, shoot the ball. He shot the ball. He did it. He shot the ball. (laughs) 27-foot fadeaway. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. LeBron James and all those idiot Laker historians were ripping Russell Westbrook. LeBron James has turned into Russell Westbrook from downtown. You you still have Westbrook on your team. He's LeBron James, LeBrick, LeBrick House from downtown. Oh, so great. And then he screwed up again. Down by five, 26 seconds left. LeBron's got the ball in the painted area. In the painted area. And he turns the ball over. He got the his pocket was picked by Jamal Murray. How great was that? Oh, it was so good. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So glorious. LeBron, uh, 38 years old and screwing up at the end of the game. Le brick, le brick. Now, page two. We always look at the turning point of the game. And you might say, well, the turning point was LeBron missing the 27-foot three-point shot or turning the ball over. I would disagree with that take, and I'll tell you why. The turning point, having sat on my fat ass and watched this entire game, the turning point of this game, okay, was the start of the game. It was the start of the game. And, and, you know, 48 minutes, whatever. Uh, Oftentimes, the game does not come down to the finals. In this game, really, LeBron, if you're Denver, you would pay LeBron James to shoot a 27-point three-point shot, 27-foot three-point shot. Are you kidding me? But Denver came out. They were like a fire hose at the start of this game. Overwhelming. Overwhelming. Austin Reeves uh, and several other Laker players after the game confirming the obvious. Anybody that that, that has half a mind – you don't even have to see it. Even blind Emmett, the Seahawk fan, knows what's going on with this. That uh, the he confirmed the obvious. The Lakers 
they were guilty of working at Foot Locker. They were, they were selling loafers. They were loafing. All right? They were social loafing at the start of the game. Now, how is that possible? How is it possible in a playoff game to show up with, like, it's a Wednesday night in January, and it's like it's, the weather's not great. No, it's wild. It is wild. Uh, and, and so it, it's like driving on the road, right? The, the Western Conference Finals, and the Nuggets were driving in the fast lane, and the Lakers uh, were in the slow lane and uh, lollygagging around uh, anemic defense, lackluster. And listen, the Nuggets are a better team than the Lakers, and they should win anyway. But it certainly makes it a lot easier when the Lakers don't put the effort out there. And Nikola Jokic is a Rubik's Cube, and when you're not, not even putting any effort in defensively, it's like trying to solve a Rubik's Cube while being blindfolded on a transcontinental flight in the middle of the Atlantic at night. Good luck. And a tremendous start by D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves in this game. Combined, they were 3 of 13 in the first half of that game. All right, last word here. So at the end of the game, if you're watching on the television broadcast, Jeff Van Gundy, television's Jeff Van Gundy, implied at the end of the game, he he made a statement that the, the Nuggets – Actually, he felt had more work to, to do, more to work on than the Lakers heading in to game two. Are you buying or selling that? Uh, so with all due respect to Mike Breen and Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, who all appeared really troubled by Denver winning, they really were upset. It's kind of like I have to deal with with my producer who trashes me on Twitter about the Lakers. Uh, you know, he's, he's all upset. Yeah, I mean, these guys are upset and all that stuff. Uh, I get it. Listen, get a therapy dog. That's what I would recommend. Get a therapy dog. Uh, but I have a strong disagreement. This is the perfect scenario for Denver. Obviously, they won the game, which is the most important thing. I don't know how many win by. They won the game. But here's why. LeBron and Anthony Davis, okay, uh, old and fragile, old and fragile, LeBron and Anthony Davis had to play the entire game. No resting. In garbage time, right? If the, if the Nuggets had won by 30 points, they would have sat for the final eight minutes of the game. They'd play out, they'd finish the game out. And it, it also gives LA this false sense of confidence, which I love. I love situations like this. This false sense of confidence, like they've somehow solved the matrix. They you haven't, right? And I saw Darvin Ham's interview after the game where he's like, ah, oh, he patted himself on the back for putting uh, Hachimura in there as the uh, defender on Nikola Jokic and uh, that allowed Anthony Davis to move around as a help defender. Uh, and they're, they're, like that's the big s- solution. Uh, it's not. The nug- I'll, t- I'll tell you exactly what happened. I've seen this a million times over the years in the NBA. It's one of the things that has stayed consistent. The Nuggets slipped up, if you want to call it that, uh, because not because of any adjustment that the, the Lakers made. Instead, Denver was guilty of trying to run out the clock. They they were 99 to 79 with a little over three minutes to go in the third quarter of the game. They're up 20. And at that point, they started to slow things down a little bit. And it wasn't because of amazing defense by the Lakers. Lakers are a bad defensive team. We saw that. The wide open shots, the Nuggets were making them something Clay Thompson could learn about when he kept missing them. It's also nice to have a game where the officials did not interfere with the game. I have a feeling the Nuggets are going to have to deal with Nikola Jokic having three fouls at the end of the first five minutes of Game 2 or Jamal Murray uh, being ejected for something in Game 2. But but that aside, right, officials didn't mess around with this. There was no funny business going on with the officiating. But the 
the Nuggets, their focus waned. They're up by 20, and from that point forward, I, I did the math on this. I looked it up. From that point forward, the Denver offense, a lot of it was dribble, 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 and then at the, run the shot clock down as, as far as you can, and then shoot like a 27-foot fadeaway three-point shot, which is not a great recipe. Denver missed five foul shots also. Uh, and uh, six three-point shots over that final part of the game there, which is a big uh, part. And they had a bunch of turnovers, five turnovers. It was just sloppy. But it wasn't because wasn't of the Lakers. It was just Denver played sloppy. So if you're Michael Malone, the coach of the Nuggets, uh, it's great. It's a teachable moment. The lesson plan is rather simple on this one, right? You, you make your foul shots. You keep playing. Uh, you know, nice juicy W. And you, know, you can harp on his guys that uh, they took their foot off the pedal in the fourth quarter of the game, which is true, they did. Uh, and the reality is the Lakers are in a hell of a lot of trouble, and I love it. It is, I'm going to enjoy every one of these Nuggets wins. I wish they was a best of nine. I'd like to see them win five times against the Lakers because they win best of nine. Uh, they, you can go further out if you want. They just get, whatever the math is, they just keep winning. And they got the Joker. And uh, the joke, the joke's on the Lakers on this one. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show, and uh, here's Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham who is the assistant coach. Remember, LeBron James is actually the head coach. Darvin Ham's like the lead assistant. And anything LeBron wants, Darvin has to pretend like he's the one implementing it. Here's Darvin Ham pointing out that the uh, apparently the Lakers also are not disciplined. A lot, a lot of long rebounds. We gave them way too many second-chance points, offensive rebounding opportunities, and 50-50 balls for that matter. That, we got to be better in transition. We can't foul them. we got to be more disciplined showing our hands when we're guarding the ball and guarding those guys. Yeah, but the team was lazy in the first half, which I I think they should do that again. I think they should do the same thing, same thing, fall behind by 20 and then make an adjustment and then have the Nuggets let up. That's a great strategy. Here is LeBron James. LeBron's got a – he's got an excuse for everything. It's never his fault. It's never anybody's fault uh, other than, you know, certain random people in the media, I guess. But here's LeBron pointing out what went wrong. It took us a half to get into the game, and uh, that was pretty much the ball game right there. Uh, we got to understand that um, we got to start from from the tip off. You know, they punched us in the mouth to start. You know, I think they had more offensive rebounds than we had total rebounds um, in the first half, and uh, you know that led to um, them getting second chance points. They also got on the fast break and killed us in the fast break in the first half. You know, and uh, it was 10 for 10 from the free throw line. So you know, I know the game is won in 48 minutes, but they set the tone in 24 minutes, and you know we're playing catch up for the, for the next 24. Sure, LeBron will make a call to the league office. Make sure Jokic is in foul trouble. Murray's in foul trouble. But assuming the officials don't interfere, there's no way, no way the Lakers are going to beat the Nuggets in this series. They'll win a game. Maybe they'll win two, but that's about it. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show. If you'd like to comment on any of this, the lines are open at 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. If you want to be part, that's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the program. Also on Twitter at, and, and, and all that. And Facebook, if you want to go and if you're going to go to the Maller meet and greet, which, by the way, is coming up this weekend. If you're in Minnesota or the greater Minnesota area and you want to take part in that, all the information is on the Facebook page. Also Instagram, but on, on Facebook, it's Ben Maller Show. Make sure you put all that in there, Ben Maller Show. And then Ben Maller on Fox on Instagram and you can get the information. We'll be there Saturday night. We're going to hang out one night only. Have a great time. Legends like Hollering James, Doc Mike, Spin Cycle, Regina, they're all going to be there. I'll be hanging out. We'll have a fine time. Another, 
Another blue chip professional sports franchise headed to the transfer portal. A couple of weeks ago, we had the news overnight that the Oakland Athletics had agreed to a deal to leave the Bay Area. They were going to Vegas. Well, another major four sports league. Uh, the news is out that they have one foot out the door. Who's the latest team to relocate or in the process of relocation? We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. 
and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you listen for five good minutes, you know the Ben Maller Show is not for the squeamish or the faint of heart. You're invited to join our secret society online. You get to mingle with other like-minded listeners on Facebook. It's just a few clicks away. Just like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. And now live from the Tyrac.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Late Night Drug Tester says, pretty good opening monologue, but the real news is who comes back, the Whalers or the Nordiques. We'll get to that coming up in a moment. The KC Car Hauler, after a Western Conference Finals Maller monologue, says, I am glad the game got close there at the end. The 10th rebound by AD completed my 11-pick same-game parlay and won $600. Now, Casey Carhaller, if you hit an 11-leg parlay, I, you got to win more than six. You had 11 bets right on a parlay, and you I know you probably bet like two bucks or something, but still, man, that's a lot of bets to get right in one day. And you're lucky if you get two or three bets right in one day, all the same. Ferg Dog writes in, he says, hey, Ben. Do you think Mark Jackson was impressed with the Joker's performance tonight? The Bucks are fools for interviewing that idiot. Be better off with big game doctors. Well, my favorite part about the Mark Jackson thing is how people, some people, there's always dumb people, which I, I'm fascinated by the stupid. I really love the dumb. I cannot get enough of dumb people that are gullible. I, it's something about the gullible people amongst us. It's fascinating. The people are like, oh, yeah, it was an honest mistake by Mark Jackson. Yeah, yeah. You see, envy, you know how important it is to vote for an award like that? I, now, it's not quite as important as the John R. Wooden Award, which I vote for, which is the most important award in sports, but you're voting for the MVP, MB, MVP of the NBA. You sit down, you go over it, you, it's like a big final in college. Not that I was a great student, but if you are a good student, you go over it again. You make sure you, you did everything you were supposed to do. You double-check it. You triple-check it. Um, and so e- either Mark Jackson didn't do that or that was an intentional act. I'm not sure which one it was. But it was amusing watching Mark Jackson on television slobber, give a tongue bath to Nikola Jokic after he was the only person that had a vote. I didn't have a vote. I'm assuming you didn't have a vote. But he was the only person that voted for Nikola Jokic to not even be one of the top what, four or five people for the MVP in the NBA. Wild. Wild. Milkman Mike in Colorado says, excellent Western Conference final monologue. The Lakers will suffer from below-par performances from LeBum at altitude. He usually load manages regular season games here. And it was obvious how often he would sit. Uh, there he goes uh, from the Milkman. Let's go to the phones. Anthony in Anaheim has run out from behind the back of the refrigerator. Hello, Anthony in Anaheim. Ben Maller, what is going on? I can hear Arnie Spanier now. Oh, Laker fans. Well, if you can hear that, you've got a time machine going back many, 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 many Hey, years. Ben, I, I guess the, the Boston hater's dead, huh? Yeah, I... I... I don't know. We, you know, he had an inside number. We changed the inside numbers here. 
So it is possible that there's a. Well, let me tell you, he sounded old ten years ago. Well, that is true. I mean, that is true, and some of the references. Yeah, the old, yeah. His, his reference. Oh, come on, no, that's not right. That's not. That's not. That's inappropriate. How dare you? I agree. The guy's I, a legend. I, I was like, I was like Eddie. I was. Uh, I'm glad to see him go. I know. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm sad. He was a good old dude. He got me in trouble, actually. I got in a lot of trouble because of the Boston hater. I got in a, tons of trouble because of something that he said on the air years ago. But he was making, like, Zsa Zsa Gabor references. Zsa Zsa Gabor. Yeah, I used to yeah, love that one. Yeah, yeah, which even when she was still alive, she was a 1,000 years old, and it was an outdated exactly. reference. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the Boston Eater hasn't called, so and that's, uh, that's and, a and tough And, Ben, one. you know, your, uh, your Minnesota meetup, is, is, it, is it like one of those things that they used to do back in the day when they would send felons? And wanted people those uh, letters saying they won money, and then they would show up, and everybody. Well, got I don't know why you that would say that. That's very, that's very, very rude of you to say that. Uh, and, uh, the, what do, what uh, are you uh, wanted for, dummy? What are you wanted for? What's your criminal record, Anthony? Come on. I, I, I'm wanted for uh, best husband ever. Oh, that's a Or best employee ever. You yeah. know, uh, well, you are whipped, by the way. Ever uh, since you got married, man, you don't call the show as much, man. We know your yeah, wife well, hates the since, show, yeah, and you're, uh, you're, you're. She's the one wearing the pants. She's the one wearing the pants. You don't call the show. Talking about changing, you physically changed when you got married. What do you? What are you talking? How, talking how, about? how did I physically change? What did I, what did you, you lost three hundred pounds. Well, I lost. I, I lost weight before I got married. Otherwise, I'd still be yeah. single. <laughs> All right, so don't, no, I I lost the weight before I got you married. Trust still, me. You were sweating sitting down. Well, I was oh, were... I was sweating laying down. I mean, it was uh, doesn't matter what I was doing. I was sweating and everything. But you're trying to change the topic. The reality is, you love this show. We were married together, this show and you, and then you got married and started a family. And how dare you create a priority? Well, it with was your because family. you started crapping on all the game show segments. I would write. Three oh, I know. Here we go. Let me get the tiny violin. Let's get the violin. Let's get the violin out. Oh, it's a sob story. It's a sob story for Anthony. Uh, I know. I know. I know. It's an American tragedy. Okay, I gotta go. All right, go away. Thank you. You're done. That went well. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel, Juan Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Christina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez and I'm Joseph Carrillo and we're the host of Becoming an Icon season two. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. 
Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You want some more on the uh, the Yankees cheating ways? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to talk more about that later, but I love it. We can get a little preview, sure. Well, yeah. we told you about Domingo Herman with the sticky sticky stuff there. Uh, of course, yesterday, Aaron Judge drew some attention when he kept peeking into the Yankees' dugout during a couple of his at-bats, and he yeah. hit a couple of home runs. Uh, manager Aaron Boone, though, saying that uh, they've been in contact with Major League Baseball. They don't inspect, or expect, I should say, any investigation to what had yes. occurred with uh, Aaron Judge peeking into the dugout. Boone who, also went on to say that all the executives of Major League Baseball have tickets to Yankee games, so they're not really worried about Aaron Judge. Uh, they're okay with that. I think uh, they all live out in Long Island. They go into the Bronx to watch the Yankees, so I think they're all, all good. How about Justin Verlander? Did you see that? <laughs> it's so great. He's a cheetah, 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 cheetah. 
Verlander walks off the field, end of the fifth inning, to a cascade of boos from the, the Mets fans. His first game at City Field as a member of the Mets, he allowed six runs. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Oh, man, the Mets blow. Man, oh, man. She got Scherzer, who sucks and had to be skipped in a start. Verlander. Man, don't let a falling star fall on you, Eddie. That's the lesson, right? I'll try and remember that. I've heard that before a few times. I don't know, where you, I don't know where you heard that, Eddie. I have no idea who would say something like that. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox as we continue on. And this portion of the show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle and your RV, your boat, your ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So a couple weeks ago, we were on the air late at night, right before we cracked the microphones in the overnight. Story broke that the Athletics had a deal in principle to relocate to Las Vegas. Now, there's another story here that popped up not long before we cracked the microphones here of a team. And they haven't agreed to a city to relocate at, but it does appear that the Arizona Coyotes of the NHL are gone from the Valley of the Sun. There was a proposal on the ballot. The voters of Tempe, they had to approve a $2.1 billion development. And Tuesday night, the vote came out. It included plans for a new stadium. And so there were three separate propositions that needed to pass for the Coyotes to get their stadium, get all that taxpayer money. And all three of them were voted down. It's not like it was two to one and they only needed to get one more to pass. No, all of them, all of them failed. Uh, Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, uh, weasel Gary Bettman and the Napoleon of hockey, issued a prepared statement saying the national is a quote. The National Hockey League is terribly disappointed by the result of the public re- uh, referenda regarding the Coyotes Arena project in Tempe. We are going to review the Coyotes uh, with the Coyotes. What options might be going forward, which is code for na 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 na. Hey hey goodbye. Unless they want now they're playing in Tempe at the ASU Arena. Maybe they can go to like a boys and girls club somewhere in Tucson. Uh, so where are they going to go, Eddie? I'm going Houston. My money's on Houston. I'm going to go Houston. You're the hockey guy, Eddie. Where are the Arizona Coyotes going to end up? Houston does make the most sense. Yeah. Uh, from a you know market standpoint, and but that's uh, going to annoy. That's going to annoy all the original six teams and well, the northeastern cares? teams who are upset because they don't like teams in the Sun Belt. Well, play better, and your your teams can maybe oh, can, play can better. Win. Okay. Where uh, else? Where else? any other Canadian cities, Eddie? Can we put a team I back mean, in Canada? They, nah, they no. Quebec is the one. Uh, oh, bring back the Nordiques, the powder blue Nordiques. Yeah. Saskatchewan. How about the Hartford Whalers? <laughs> no, no, no Hartford's not coming back. It no. would be it would be pretty crazy if uh, Atlanta got a third no, shot. No, no. Oh, Sc- the, they can bring back uh, Scotty Farrell, man. Our guy Farrell can come back and be the play by play guy again. He's still around somewhere, I think. Uh, yeah, and on my podcast, it was crazy. You, uh, last year, last year, I don't remember. When Portland's been brought up a few times. Um, oh yeah, you could have the rival Seattle and Portland. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it certainly has gone well in Seattle. In How about Salt Lake City? No, yeah, no, you're not feeling Salt Lake. No, and we're probably Kansas think, City before uh, that. I would think maybe. Let's see. What about another team in Toronto? Toronto's a big. Yeah, Maple Leafs are pretty powerful. They don't want that. No, so, I know they don't want that. It's been it's been floated see. before, and they've always been able to 
Where Shoot else? it down. I'm trying to think other cities that could support Milwaukee. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the economy is particularly great right now in Milwaukee, but yeah, I think Houston probably makes the most sense. Got to find somebody with the money though, right? Uh, the, the, the guy who owns the Rockets has said he would be oh, he would uh, pay for the team, be interested, yeah, yeah and letting them play there at the. How about New Orleans? Mm, I don't think they so. don't even support the basketball yeah. team. Yeah. How about? Uh, Trying to think out loud. We're facilitating here out loud. This is fascinating radio. Um, and sometimes, well, I'm saying northeast, like somewhere in the northeast. Uh, what? Well, they, well, this is you know, north. How about Cleveland, which is not northeast, but not far away? Cleveland? Cleveland rocks? No? Yeah, I think uh, Ohio, more than one team in Ohio. That's it? Yeah, I don't think so. That's their limit, their quota? Yeah. They have one team in Ohio? They got the Blue Jackets there, right? Correct. Yeah. How about Cincinnati? We could have Justin in in the north, you know, the Enchanted Forest, ride the Zamboni. Well, Cincinnati, yeah. <laughs> no, Burlington. Burlington. How about Burlington? Do we hear Burlington? No. We need Dick and Dayton to be a hockey fan. Oh, yeah, Dick and Dayton would be good. All right, that ends. Well, the- Mobile, Alabama. Mobile, Alabama. Oh, they love in the South. Let me tell you something. They love it. They cannot get enough of the hockey, hockey, hockey. You should put a team on Wyoming. You know, there's only I, I think I read this a few few months ago. There's there's two cities in Wyoming that have more than one movie theater in the entire state of Wyoming. Like the third biggest city in Wyoming has one movie theater, which is outstanding. <laughs> it's just it's just great. It's uh, it's it's just absolutely marvelous. It is the Bain Maller Show. As we continue on, we'll take your phone calls, and we have the Who Am I game. I think we'll actually play the MLB pick, and we haven't done that this week so far. We've had other stuff we've had to get to that was more important. But here's the uh, the Who Am I game. Uh, the Angels unicorn Shohei Otani recently became the first pitcher to reach base five times in a game since me. Did this against the Orioles. The other night, Shohei Otani recently became the first pitcher to reach base five times in a game since me. Who am I? The answer. We'll get to your calls as well. And the MLB pick and we'll do it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Join the curious world of the Ben Maller Show online. It is pain-free and easy to do. Just follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason, your news guy, your announcer guy. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Show me your boobies. Roberto's back. And I'm live from the Tyrac.com Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's Ben Maller. You know, we don't do shout-outs, Eddie, but the man who made the term holy crap famous, you know who that is? No. You don't? Oh, come on. Eddie. The guy who made the term holy crap yeah. famous? Yeah. It's his catchphrase. Oh, he didn't. Yeah, Vasse? he did. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Oh, come on. You. Holy crap is bigger than Vasse. I disagree. <laughs> that is a phrase that David Vasse is known for. He's doing commercials. You know, I was leaving the Dodger game the other night, and there was a commercial, and he said, holy crap, and he, it was in the spot. It was hilarious. But anyway, Vasse is leaving the Dodger, the Dodger Stadium, as he said back in the day, and uh, he points out, what about San Diego for a hockey team? Huh? No? You could have the I mean, L.A., Orange County. Let's see. They've had an NBA team leave. They've had an NFL team leave. Mm. Yeah, but wouldn't you want to win, live in San Diego, Eddie? You could be the play-by-play guy of the team in San Diego. I don't think they're going to hire me. For Why that. not, Eddie? 
because I don't, they, have, I don't have, yeah, I'm listen, not qualified. Yeah, neither was Scott Farrell, and he got the job. So the, the team well, in Atlanta. Well, how'd that work so, out? How'd that work it out? It doesn't matter. Okay. What do you mean it doesn't matter? <laughs> he had that it, job it, for like a year before okay, he so, really realized, boy, that was a mistake. Let me ask you this, okay? How many more years are you planning on working? How many more years? Uh, more than one. Okay, but if you could do play-by-play for one year in the NHL, and then had to get some boring job the rest of the time. Would you trade that? Would you do make that? Of course. That? Okay, but I'm so not, I'm not, uh, I don't talk, I don't talk like this. La, 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 la. Eddie, that's a defeatist attitude. I got to pump up your attitude, Eddie. Come on. So you guys, I, I live in the real world. You live in fantasy land, no, apparently. I live in the real world, too, where people get, I, you know how many incompetent people I know that have good jobs in radio? Name them. Uh, I, well, no, I'm not going to name them because I have to work in radio still, Eddie. We've worked with some of them. We've worked, you know some of the people I'm talking about, Eddie. All right, anyway, well, let's get to the Who Am I game, and yeah, here we go. This is where we pretend Who? to be somebody else, the Who Am I game. Uh, and here it is. Angels, a unicorn. Shohei Otani recently became the first pitcher to reach base five times in a game since me. Who am I? That is the question. What is the answer? Let's see. Does anyone know the answer? We're still getting people sending in random cities like Indianapolis or another team in Florida for the NHL. Another team in Florida? Yes. <laughs> no. No? Oh, no. Eddie, anti-Florida. How dare you? They've got uh, two. Uh, who cares? It's a big state, Eddie. Uh, Chip in the Q's is going with Babe Ruth as his answer. Big Lou in the LBC says uh, draft lottery prospect, high motor with a high tackling IQ, Ted Bundy. Wow. Uh, Kent to Colby, guessed by Darren, dating himself. Uh, Mark in Santa Monica says Mordecai three-finger brown. Tremendous. Chris Young from Double O Mexican in San Diego. Uh, let's see here. Johnny Ray got it right. Bad job by him. Trevor Bauer from Nick in Wisconsin. And uh, Maller prop guy says Benny the Bopper or the correct answer, which he did get. The professor from Gilligan's Island, guessed by J.D. and K.C. Dan Quisenberry from Rob in Minnesota. Paulie D. got this right. Bad job by him. Uh, who else do we have? Page down. Greg, the real estate mogul in Baltimore, says Al Horbosky, the mad Hungarian, is the way to go. Rich in Vegas says Eddie Fangner is the answer. Uh, let's see, Scott in Rhode Island. I don't think I'll read that on the air, but thank you. Uh, page down, uh, page down. Uh, Javi Baez, guessed by Shane in Des Moines. Sam Mayday Malone uh, is the answer from Low Information Fan. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? It's very important here, please. Uh, sure. Let's go with former Atlanta Brave and Cub and Hurry Indian up. Paul Ossenmacher. Paul, is it Paul? O- no, it's not Paul Ossenmacher, Eddie. The correct answer, old school. I remember this guy as a pitching coach, Mel Stoudemire, back in 1964. We can get it in. Let's no, do we it. Can't. We can get it in. MLB pick him. No chance. I'm going first. This is a disaster. I'm going to take Eduardo Rodriguez of the Tigers. He's been pitching great. Go ahead, Roberto. Spencer Strider. All right, go ahead, Eddie. Sonny Gray. Coop, back-to-back Coop. I'll go with you, Darvish, and uh, Mike Trout. Eddie. Nolan Arenado. Roberto. Jared Kelnick. Lewis Robert and Salvador Perez. Didn't we got it, it Did not get it Aaron in Judge. I got my picks no, in, that Eddie. Does, that doesn't mean that you got it I, in. It's I don't all care about you guys. Oh, Jr. Of us. Adalis Garcia. We're talking. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is 
finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.